Happy New Year, everyone. I'm Phil Svitek, 360 Creative Coach, and welcome to my vlog, where it is both my mission and simultaneously my pleasure to highlight my creative journey in hopes of inspiring you and giving you specific takeaway. All that way, your journey can be at least a little bit easier. Now, before I fully dive into everything, I would love to take the opportunity to invite you to subscribe if you haven't already. That way you get all the various lessons and episodes that I put out right when I put them out. Also, uh, feel free to check out the description box. You know, it has resources and other links that might be of interest as well. So let's dive into things. You know, we, we, we rounded out another year and here we are. So what does that mean? Well, let me sort of recap 2023. You know, I, I spent a good chunk of the holiday season kind of processing that. And I, you know, in one of the episodes that I did put out is this idea that we're always kind of looking ahead, right? People make these New Year's resolutions and so forth without really processing what took place, right? You know, the good, the bad, and the ugly, as it were, and kind of, you know, what's the lessons learned from here? And, you know, how do I take that into the new year and have it align with my goals, right? Like, we need to, we we need to, to, to do that because too often, as I said, we just kind of push forward and what we resist persists, right? Like that, that famous phrase. And, you know, if you haven't necessarily done that, it's not too late. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, listen, at the end of the day, it's, it's like, yes, uh, New Year's Eve and, you know, the celebration of that going into, you know, this this new trajectory is, is a great milestone, right? For Milestones are wonderful catalysts for change. You know, birthdays are a milestone, whatever it may be. But we can choose to, you know, like alter ourselves, if you will, any given day, right? So that's a long-winded and a weird way of saying that, yes, like, listen, it, if you haven't, like, fully processed and didn't take that time yet, it's not too late, right? Um, and I'll link to the episodes that, that in particular have benefited me. They're not my own. Uh, they're from Rachel Brathen, aka Yoga Girl. And at the end of each year of her podcast, From the Heart, uh, she does these two episodes where, you know, one is specifically for processing the year that was, and then the next one is an intention setting sort of ritual, if you will. And both are, you know, over an hour and, and very deep. Uh, reflective, meditative, and, and guided, right? And, and it's a show that I work on, admittedly, so I'm biased towards it. But each year, you know, as I edit and work on the show, you know, from essentially the get-go, I was like, all right, well, let me just participate in this as well. Was like, I, I got to listen to it anyway. So I might as well, like, get something out of it. And that's admittedly, you know, the, the shows that I do work on, I'm very blessed and, and thankful that they are shows that, for the most part, resonate with me. You know, there's the occasional episode that I'm like, okay, this, this might not be as interesting, but, but overall, the collective of shows that I work on is very much in line with my interests, or it, it might be a subject that I'm not familiar with, but given the nature of how the host goes about interviewing and, and, and the guests themselves and how they speak about the subject matter, I'm like, ooh, that's interesting. I didn't know that I would be interested in that, but now I'm interested in that, right? So, um, anyway, yeah, the, the the processing of the past year was really important, you know, because I feel like in my circle of friends, 2023 was a hard year in a number of ways, financially, emotionally, uh, physically at times, you know, there just seemed to be this air of, of just stuff. But as I rounded out the year and was talking with various people, what was interesting to note, uh, there was this sense of uplifting, meaning that the, f the, the friends I had, we were able to now connect on a deeper level for having all in a way, gone through not the same thing, but similar enough things. And even if we couldn't like outright help each other, 
just that sense that we're on this collective journey and we're finding our path forward through that, I don't know, just strengthened our relationships. And some of it, some of that is with people that I've known for a number of years. Some of it is with people that, you know, I knew, but like we weren't like, they're, they're not like my inner circle of friends, let's say. But now it's like, oh, I'm like, okay, cool. That this is somebody that uh, that I can hang out with more, and, and we can have discussions and you know support each other creatively, but also just on a personal level. Like even if we don't ever end up doing something, like this is a person that's interesting for a number of reasons, you know, creatively and and just the way they think, the way they act within the world. So yeah, that was a big big component of it, and the other thing you know that a lot of times you know towards the end of the year we also as part of that look back we reassess of like what were our goals at the start of you know 2023 and where we at with it now and you know in many ways I didn't Certainly from the output as far as what I wanted to accomplish, I didn't, I didn't complete. But I've made no bones about it, you know, if you've watched my various vlogs, that as long as there's progress, I can be okay with that. And there was progress in all the projects. None of them came to the finish line, right? Or reached like this, this major, major milestone. But good progress did happen. In particular, the script that I've been working on, The Arbiters, it's an animated feature. And, you know, it's something that I, I, you know, I started just at the tail end of 2022. And this past year was really about getting the story locked in, getting, getting the script written and polished. And essentially, by the end of 2023, I'd gone through four different drafts. And significant, and you know, there's many, many revisions within that, but overall, like as far as like wholesale changes, you know, that you could definitely notice, it was four different drafts. And and it's exciting because the final one ended up being like 150 pages. So that's, you know, translates to about 150 minutes, which is long. But it's, it felt like the, like it got us so close. Not, not like it's finally starting to take shape. And we had such a productive meeting with the, the development team that I have. Um, that was exciting. And, you know, now I'm on the fifth draft and really tightening it up. And, you know, thanks to their, like, notes, like, we really focused on pulling the right levers of the story to make the biggest impact, right? And, And luckily, there weren't that many. Like, we're, it's exciting to to know that we're close. I mean, the closer you get, the harder it becomes in a way. Um, like, it's funny is going from draft three to four was actually far easier than from four to five simply because the dominoes have to be lined up in such a way that it all tumbles together, you know, in the way that it's supposed to. And so far I'm, I'm on page 100 of the draft five rewrite. I've already trimmed and compressed and clarified and, you know, for the most part, addressed the notes that the team wanted me to address. How successful, right? That, that will remain to be seen as they reread it. I've got about 20 more pages to go. And so already just off of that, I've cut, I mean, 
at, at the moment I've cut out 25 pages and it, you know, so it should land around somewhere around 120 pages as, you know, this draft comes in, which wasn't, the, the goal isn't to like make a two hour movie necessarily and hit that 120 page mark dead on necessarily, but the goal more so is to tell a compelling story. And, you know, oftentimes, I mean, pretty much all the time, it's about, like, you you want to have the maximum impact in the shortest amount of time, right? And that, that means refining your vision, clarifying it, anything that's superfluous or, you know, a tangent. You, you want things to be point and counterpoint and, and essentially work in tandem with each other. And if it, you know, for me, I always said, like, if it ends up being three hours, it ends up being three hours. I mean, I look at, like, my inspiration in many ways for this has been Lord of the Rings. And the theatrical versions of those movies, you know, are three hours, pretty much all of them, right? Uh, and the last one is, is longer than that. But they justify their runtime because, again, it's all point and counterpoint and moves the story along and, and, and shows something. So... You know, luckily, I'm finding a way to get at all the things that I'm trying to get at. Uh, and I don't need a three-hour long run time. You know, I think too many people use that as a crutch. And so in this part of it, right, this is the, ex the, this is the cheap phase, right? Like, I can try anything, and it either works or it doesn't, but I can change it. And it doesn't necessarily, it costs I mean, time, yes, but it, that's, I mean, as an artist, that's the artistry part of it, right? To, to you know, see, look at something, examine it, and test out different things, and, and see what works and what doesn't work. So, yeah, I'm really excited, and the, the changes in this latest draft it's just fun. The closer you get, like the more excited I am by uh, everything that's um, uh, happening, you know, in it. Like the I, I, I. sometimes, you know, when you spend so long on a story or a project, whatever it may be, <laughs> excuse me, you start to get weary of it, and that can usually that doesn't happen for me in the writing phase, usually by the time I'm in the editing phase and we're just nitpicking the crap out of it at a certain point, um, it's like, I've seen this movie so many times. I don't, I, like, I just need it to be done because I'm so over this. Um, and it's not even necessarily the editing phase, but like, for me, with my last two movies, you know, doing things like my own subtitles and all that kind of stuff. That's the stuff that is just more tedious, at least for me. And that it's just like, ugh, you know. Uh, but so, but we all, you know, the the point being, I guess, of that is, yeah, there's ebbs and flows and and and, and various parts that we love and don't necessarily love. But you know, especially on the indie level, we just kind of have to roll up our sleeves at times and just kind of get through it. But it's been an exciting journey thus far. And, you know, as we rounded out the, the year, we, we, we examined the story, we talked about it, and kind of it all coalesced into this beautiful thing where I was like, okay, going into the new year, where do we want to be by the end of it? And so we created this game plan of essentially for the full year. And the goal is to raise the needed funds for the full feature film. Well, how do we do that? We create a package material, right? So, you know, we, we, we have the script, essentially. We have budgets. Um, we have a lookbook. We have a pitch deck, a treatment um, as well. But the big component of it all is, since it's an animated feature, we want to have something visual to show, you know, and of course the lookbook connected is that, but it's like, why don't we do a teaser? 
you know? So about a minute and a half, imagining if the movie were done, you know, what would that look like? And while the script itself is still obviously being polished, as I said, we know the core elements of it that, you know, even, even if like the specifics change here and there, like the major beats, those are like now etched in stone, if you will. And so one of my uh, partners on this whole project, she's taking lead on essentially drafting the teaser for that. Um, and so far we had, you know, we had very productive meetings with, with them, but also everyone else, you know, and part of it, like the main thing was just to lay out the game plan and, and for everyone to understand their roles and who's going to be part of the team and who wasn't, you know, that was a big component of it. Uh, and then I said, okay, you know, let's, I, I want you guys to enjoy the holidays. Um, you know, yes, we're front loaded as far as, you know, how 2024 is going to go meaning a lot of the work that we'll need to do is pretty much from like winter to spring. Uh, and yes, there'll be work during the summer and the fall, but that's less on us and more on the animation team. But I, regardless, I said, you know, let's just, we'll regroup in the new year um, and then we'll kind of really hit the ground running. But now like the main thing is everyone understands the role and we, we, we have the blueprint of what needs to be done. The thing that during that time, I was, you know, put myself to task on was revising the script, you know, so this fifth draft. And I should, like I said, have it done, you know, I'm very close. So in the next day or two, it should be completed. And then the big thing is, in the past, I've really been my own producer. Like, I've had help, um, you know, on my second movie with Kenny Harrison, he was a godsend, um, and I would love to work with him again, but unfortunately he's busy. For this one, I know I need somebody to help run the trains, as it were, a producer, you know, in the truest sense. And that, you know, when people talk about what a producer does and is, it's like, whatever the movie needs to get done, that's what a producer does. <laughs> so... I need someone that's like type A and, and luckily I've, you know, reached out to various people that I trust and then, um, you know, either ask them directly or ask them for recommendations. And really this week is my like, all right, let's, let's really lock it in. You know, I've sent the details, the scripts, like, you know, everything that I've had, um, you know, and the vision to them. So it's like, hey, uh, you know, it gives them a full ability to look at it and see if they're interested and really comes down to you know it's funny because for them it was like each one of them essentially identified these three things number one are they interested in the project you know they have to gauge that number two do they have the time to take on all the things that i need to take on and number three do they have the skill set and for each one of them on the third one i was like i i, I said don't worry about the third one. I know you have the skill set. Even, even if, because everyone's like, oh, it's animation, this, this, like that's outside of my wheelhouse. I'm like, don't worry about that. Like, listen, we're going to learn that together. We're all going to guide each other. Like, that's the exciting part that, you know, we're, we're entering new territory, but you have the skill set, right? Um, the, the broader skill set to be able to figure it out. And, then, and a big component of just how I operate in life, it's never about what you know. It's about what you do when you don't know. That's the real test of knowledge, really. And so, you know, each one of these people I know to be very adaptable um, and can figure things out. So it really came down to number one and number two. And that's why... I sent over to them all the various materials so they could, you know, make that proper assessment of, is this of interest? And if it's not, I'm not going to take it personally. Like, you know, if, if it doesn't speak to them creatively, I get it. That's, it's a, it's a, it's a big commitment essentially. I mean, just this one year alone, by the end of it, we're going to create essentially just a minute and a half teaser, right? So that makes a full on feature seem very far away. Now the good news just, as a tangent to all that, like the, the, 
the legwork we do just for the teaser itself, you know, creating like the backgrounds, the characters, like like all the work that's going to go into this really is a pre-production phase. It's just an elongated one for the movie. And that's good because it just gives us that time. I mean, if you listen to like the Teen Deacons podcast, which is a podcast hosted by uh, renowned cinematographer Roger Deakins and, and his partner uh, James Deakins, who's a script supervisor. And, you know, they interview world-class just artists, right? From directors, writers, editors, um, production designers, costumers, like the whole gamut of who you might imagine, special effects people. And one thing that rings true for many of them is, yeah, like nowadays in Hollywood, the pre-production time is very rushed and they feel very blessed. Like if they can, you know, even if they're not technically hired um, by the studio yet, if they can start being involved in conversations and, and, you know, they'll kind of do their own stuff to move things along because they understand the importance of having that time in pre-production. So that's kind of what this part of this year is about. But all that to say that's, you know, they have to be, it's, it's a lot of effort. It's a lot of, you know, time. And so you have to be pretty interested to go on that journey. And secondly, you have to have the time, right? And luckily, it's not, um, you know, the involvement is a little bit different uh, as far as this is concerned than perhaps other projects. You know, I mean, just the it, the nuances are different. But it still requires time. And as I said, for our part, it is more front-loaded, you know, the winter to the spring and before we, like, hand it off to the animation team. So, yeah, you know, people just have to... My main thing is people just have to be honest with themselves, and then when they can be honest with themselves, they can be honest with me, you know. Is this of interest, and do they actually have the time? And if the answer is, you know, if they're interested but they don't have the time, that's all good, you know. I totally get it. Or vice versa, where it's like, you know, I do have the time, but I'm just not interested. Maybe it's neither, you know. They're, they're not interested, and they don't have the time. Cool. But, you know, regardless, yeah, it's, for, for me, it's about just locking down that person um, and having it. So that way I can focus on the story because I just need to, you know, with a project like this, um, it's very ambitious. And for none of us, this is not like the full-time thing that we're doing. This is like the side-side thing. And I recognize that, and so that's already, in many ways, an uphill battle, but it's all good. Um, you know, we, we, we find our way through it, and, you know, I always look, you know, one of the things I always say to people is, you don't need confidence in yourself, you need evidence of yourself, right? So going back to even just, like, the, the producers, the potential producers that I've been talking to, you know, where they're questioning their talent, I'm like... I know they have the skill set because I have the evidence for them to have accomplished incredible things, you know? And so when it comes to the, myself and the team already assembled, I have evidence of that too. So it's like, I know where, like, this is certainly by far the most ambitious thing that I've embarked on, you know, um, creatively. And, you know, with them collectively, like, together, um, certainly that applies. I mean, they've done quite ambitious stuff on their own and, and whatnot and succeeded, right? So, yeah, I know. And whatever missteps we have, it, it, it'll just be, it'll be part of the process. You know, I oftentimes I joke, like, I've never failed at anything. I'll be like, wait, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, there's missteps along the way. Don't get me wrong. And there's thousands of those. But once I set my mind to something of, of accomplishing it, I navigate through that. And that's, that's a big part of this. Um, you know, so like, creatively, that was the big, big thing. Um, but yeah, you know, I'll talk, I want to talk about uh, going into the new year, kind of what my perspective shift has been. Um, and I wanted to kind of give you tangible stuff to consider as far as like how I 
rounded out the year. But I really will say, I mean, a lot of it was also very mental. Like it, it was a very draining year. Um, in many ways, like I saw my friends the least um, because a we're all, like in a weird way we're both achieving incredible new heights, um, but that meant less time for each other while simultaneously dealing with just so much crap in our lives, right? And so it was like a double whammy. Um, and that's why like, I call myself a 360 creative coach because I, I, I really, you know, I see so many talented people in this world, but without the mental fortitude aspect of it combined with the skills and the talent, it, 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 it won't add up, right? Like, I mean, this world can be fickle, fickle at times and certainly this industry in many ways makes it unnecessarily hard. Um, and it just kind of eats away at you. It's like, well, how does that make sense? Why is that logical? And, you know, um, there's a lot of very deserving people who don't get their shot and all kinds of things. But, <clears throat> you know, it's that resilience that allows you to just hang on to the shaking tree branch, as it were. And then more so for me, more and more, it's like, okay, how can I utilize if I need to and, and tap into that, you know? But also, you know, if I'm getting gate kept out from something, it's like, okay, well, good news is there's 800 million ways, maybe more. <laughs> I don't know, I'm just making that up and as far as a number. But the point being that there's, there's a path forward. You know, e even with how I'm approaching this animation feature, you know, borrows elements that make sense, you know, from traditional just processes of animation and filmmaking. But then also, you know, I have my sort of preferred way of doing things and um, also the need to keep it as low cost as possible in general um, to minimize the risk for all involved, especially right now. Yeah, that's kind of, so it necessitates that. And my big thing has been recently that, you know, there's no one right way forward. In fact, you can choose any way you want. As long as it's not toxic and dangerous and so forth, that's really kind of my sentiment of it all. And you know, it's interesting. Like, it's it's one of those fascinating things um, when you're going through stuff. It's a lot harder to talk about, um, and then I don't know, for better or worse. I get to a point where once, once I learn the lessons and I'm over it, to talk about it in the full, like, specific way that would be needed on something like this, it, 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 it like, almost eludes me. Or, if anything, it sounds like complaining, and I never want to do that. It's why, instead, like, I share... Um, essentially the notes from therapy on my Patreon page. Like that's a direct way for people to see the limiting beliefs and, 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 and things of that nature that I've dealt with and gain an insight, you know, for exploring how that might be affecting them. You know, do they deal with the same stuff? Do they not? You know, and if they don't, that's great. If they do, perhaps there's an answer in there for them. But really, when I look at um, 2023, 20, my word of the year was enlightenment. And I think it's interesting to look back at that journey because 
we look at enlightenment in many ways with rose-colored glasses, you know, this blissful state of being, you know, nothing ever happens to you, everything's, you're just happy-go-lucky. And enlightenment really is just being able to deal with shit and not add your suffering to the world, right? That's kind of really what it means, but it doesn't mean that you're not going to deal with, with, with stuff in the world. And in an odd way, I kind of like invited that into my life. I mean, I, you know, like that's the story I tell myself. But of course, like, you know, what was meant to be there was going to be there anyway. But yeah, that was kind of, you know, a big, big aspect of, of, of just confronting that, you know, and making peace with, with things in the world. And I remember we were in, um, my friend and I, we were in Solvang and he was telling me how, you know, how good he felt and how like much more aware he was and at peace and this and that. And then all of a sudden, like, um, it was, it was uh, the first weekend that I had uh, Diamond as a foster, uh, the, the German shepherd dog uh, that, that I've, I'm still fostering. Um, but yeah, she just started barking and all of a sudden, like he just lost his shit. And I, I, I couldn't help but laugh because yeah, of course, when all the elements are right, it's easy to be quote unquote enlightened and in a blissful state of being. It's like, can you have that same mentality in, in, you know, the tempest? You know, the, the, the middle of the storm is everything's just brewing. And for me, like very recently, there was an experience where my parking spot is in behind, is in this like alleyway, you know, and basically it's, you know, all these apartment complexes to, to park, you go through this alleyway and everyone has their parking spots there and blah, blah, blah. And there's various apartment complexes and stuff like that and the way mine works is um it's across from this other one where people just tend to you know park and put their hazards on and some people are fast about it others are not um but when they're not it essentially can block me either from going into my parking spot or block me from getting out if my car is there it's just something that i've dealt with enough times at this point where it's a nuisance. And so this one, th- one night, you know, after like a, a rigorous day, I'd, you know, gone grocery shopping and stuff like that and had all these bags and someone was just literally blocking. Like there was no way I could maneuver. And, you know, you sort of go through it of like, okay, I know technically the easy thing the path of perhaps least resistance, you know, for me is to just park my car on the street, which would be probably three blocks away and just one by one, you know, carry the groceries and just accept that as a fact of life. Like it is what it is, but it's like, why, why, you know, it just became one of those things of like, why, why is that the, the, the best way? Like, why do I always have to like change and adapt to it when, when it's like, no, the person literally blocking me, you know, like, they're at fault. Um, and, you know, you go through all these things and, um, you know, it just kind of, yeah, it really sort of ate at me. And and I remember, you know, like I was like the next day, like something needs to be done about this. and But I also wanted to do it from a productive place of like, okay, well, clearly this is an issue. So how can we resolve this? You know, talking with the management people and, and so forth and 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 doing it in a, in a way that wasn't just yelling at them and I, and I and I got there but just the mental drain of it all you know I, I spoke with my therapist like I, ha- I I can get there and I can you know work through a lot of the stuff it's just ha- it at the moment you know the amount of effort that it takes yeah then you're kind of fatigued for the rest of the day um, and that kind of is an encapsulation of 
2023 in many ways. Like I can navigate through this stuff, but it's, it can be difficult. And by the time you're done with it, it's like, you can't think about anything else. And you know, the funny part is, so I offered like at least just like some suggestions of, you know, trying to figure this out. So that way it can be prevented. And you know, they minimally, like it's funny how little they offered as far as a solution. So, um, but yeah, so I mean, even in that, you know, I still have to navigate it on my own. And so it's like, okay, fine. You know what? I, I, I tried to do the right thing and, and so forth. And you know what? I'm totally like, as far as solutions, it's like, hey, you know what? If I have to like make friends with a tow truck company that's nearby and okay, cool. You know what? I'll just do that. Like, so, you know, it's like sometimes you try to go through the proper channels and sometimes you got to just like take it in your own hands. You know, the interesting part too, this past year, um, for seven months, I, had to, I was disputing this charge from Airbnb because they essentially didn't provide the service that I had paid for and I didn't use it, you know? And and I, I can even based on their policy, like it's clear as day, but Bank of America didn't want to honor that dispute because, you know, they spoke with Airbnb and they're like, well, we don't want to give the money back. That's essentially really what it was. And for seven months, like <laughs> I was essentially dragged through hell just and in the end, you know, you can look at the amount that ended up being, it's like, was that all worth it? And it's like, you know what? I don't know. I'm, I'm grateful, like, that I, that I did stand up. And it's like, you know what? Moving into 2024, I think I'm better equipped to deal with the world's bullshit and not let it affect me. If that makes any sense. So... But I say all that as kind of two specific examples of how this world can just easily beat you down. And if you don't have that mental fortitude, <laughs> you know, it's it's not going to be a pleasant journey, unfortunately. And, and as I opened up sort of at the beginning of all of this, I'm very grateful for the people that are on that journey and, you know, elevating themselves and, you know, trying to find their peace, essentially. And that's wonderful to see uh, because for long, you know, like, I know a lot of friends that are also unfortunately suffering and, you know, I try to be there and help them. And, 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 and the difficult part is, you know, there's a quote by Sebastian Horsley where he says, misery is just as agreeable as happiness. And I see that in a lot of people. And, you know, I, like, I understand it's not like I can't change them, but that doesn't mean I can't be there for them and listen to them. And, you know, I, I like it's, it's wildly interesting to see certain people where I'm like, hey, you realize you've been literally miserable for a year and a half and your greatest excuse is that you just don't have the time. And it's like, well, when will be the time? Like, is it what, you know? It, do you really think of yourself so lowly that, that you're just not going to put in that time? Like, and by the way, like, I'm just trying to get them to take an initial first step, you know, um, that doesn't require, like, it's just like literally for the cost of an hour and not even money because, you know, I'm willing to, to help. Um, you, you just, you just, you just won't do it, right? Like it's it's so much easier just to like over and over repeat the story, be in that cycle of complaining and, and just complete and utter misery and depression, quite frankly. Um, and it's sad to see, but as I said, I, I will continue to be there for those people. But I also, in a way in the past, you know, might have, I don't know, been more attached and that's not the right word necessarily, but it's like, again, I can, like, tr it's not that I'm washing my hands. Like, I am still there for them, you know. 
I'm the one that kind of regularly checks in on, on, on them. And, and I'm not trying to paint myself as this holy saint. But it's still different because at the end of the day, it's their life, you know. Um, and I understand that they're not my responsibility. Um, but that doesn't mean that I can't be empathetic and care. I don't know. That's not the right articulation of that. But... Um, which is why I am grateful to also see people that have, you know, gone through hell, essentially, and, and are coming out more joyful. So, yeah. Um, but now let's talk about 2024. Um, you know, a, a big component as I was heading into 2024 was what do I want this year to kind of like encapsulate, I, I, I like to kind of, I was thinking a lot about like what word would best sum it up. And in the past, like 2020, ironically, I picked the word eat shit. I, for, <laughs> I was like, just be ready to humble yourself. That's really what it meant. And oh boy, like I'm, I'm, I'm kind of very grateful that that ended up being the word because it, that was a shit year. And you know, I like, I'm, I'm glad I was like, at, I don't know. I had this like apparently odd foresight to just just be ready to deal with COVID and stuff like that. Twenty twenty one was upgrade. Twenty twenty two was execute. It's like I know what to do now. It's just about executing. Twenty twenty three was enlightenment, as I said, and twenty twenty four. It was like okay, well, do I have something? more aspirational or do I have something more practical like eat shit because you know when you look at it the state of the world and you know uh, certainly when I looked at my finances um, it was like like it's not like I was overspending on frivolous stuff you just kind of like like a lot of people you look at your grocery bill you look at your gas bill um, you look at like rent going up it's like how are we going to get there? So it's like, do I just prepare to like, just, you know, buckle down completely and just live like a monk, if you were like, what, what is it going to be? And then for some reason I was able to transcend that limiting ideology. And I was like, you know what? I really want abundance. Abundance encapsulates everything that I could want, meaning wealth, health, Friendships, fun, rest, relaxation, exercise, creativity, energy, peace, happiness, joy, sleep, vacations, you know, animals, <laughs> like all that, you know, in abundance. And it just felt like that's what it is. That's what my word for 2024 is, abundance. And then what my intention became, and it took me a while to really hone on this specifically because it was like, okay, many times it's like, okay, I, you know, you, you point your finger at the world and it's like, let me just point it at myself. And so my intention became, my intention is to lead a life free from self-imposed pressures, letting go of tasks that don't align with my desires or exhaust me simply because I feel obligated to pursue them for the sake of success or financial gain. Instead, I embrace, instead, I aim to embrace the abundance in my life. And that, that second sentence, you know, really is, it's kind of t tied to gratitude, right? Um, we always try to, you know, if we say like, if I get this, I'll be happy, but if you just look at your life as is, there's a lot to be grateful for. So, you know, I just kind of essentially flipped that notion and was like, okay, well, well, I'm already abundant in many ways. So let me lean into that and see where that gets me. And that can be very exciting, you know? So that's, that, that's the big thing. And, and, you know, practically what that means you know, I have these major goals going into uh, this year. I want to write. Um, I want to write my second novel. 
which I've been, you know, revising and re-outlining for the past two years. Uh, I have this animated feature, which that in and of itself is quite the undertaking. I've been working with a ghostwriter to uh, finish up this how-to filmmaking book. And so I want to do that. Um, and then there's a short film that's kind of been tabled for a while. So I want, you know, it'd just be nice to complete that. And also this year marks like 20 years of working in the industry, as it were. I started at the age of 15 for the Connecticut Hospice, working on their documentary, shooting and editing it to commemorate 30 years of hospice care in America. It was the first project I ever did. And so this year marks 20 years and I want to kind of encapsulate that um, through a, do a, a long form interview with a host friend, you know, um, and really explore that journey, but then also do like a mini 10 minute documentary that I can cut up with, you know, footage and stuff like that as well. Um, so that's, that's a goal of mine. And that, that's, those are all very ambitious. Now, quick reminder, this is all my side stuff and not even side stuff that pays. This is side stuff for me, right? This is my passion. And so I've got my full-time job as well as literal side jobs. And then, then comes this. And so when I look at this year, it's to prioritize those things. And I say that because what does that mean um, as far as episodes like this, you know? So in the past couple of years, I've been essentially doing episodes every weekday. That's a big undertaking. And it was always very intentional, but now I wanna um, prioritize. I wanna prioritize this. Now, that does not mean that I won't be putting out lessons and episodes. The frequency will just be a little bit less than you know the the once a weekday sort of schedule because i'm really prioritizing this other stuff now paradoxically one can look at it in the seven years that i've been putting out episodes just on my youtube this past year is the year that like finally you know i've gotten over a thousand subscribers and people that aren't my friends are starting to discover it and find it very meaningful and stuff like that. And so it's like, if anything, I should lean into it more. Like this is, this is it. But the reason why I'm okay with it is because I still, I like the reason I do all of this is because I, I have a genuine passion for teaching and I'm, I'm still going to retain that and it's still going to be part of it. It's just going to be on a lesser frequency. But in so doing, the intent behind it is to also allow permission for other artists to really prioritize their stuff. And I think there's this, there's this societal pressure. And sure, you know, it's, it's an easy way to understand why someone would give that this advice of you know you got to put out content right the idea that you got to post content consistently on social media you know do videos do podcasts do you know tiktoks and reels on instagram and blah 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 blah, blah. you know keep posting keep posting keep posting you know, content for the sake of content and as i said all my stuff was always intentional and i do stand behind it and it's, it's a, the good news is it's all there right but now I also know from, from me, I have these, these big longer term projects and they will suffer if I don't put in the right attention to them. And that's why I'm kind of making that shift. And I want to allow people, because there's this term like shadow careers. It's a fascinating term and you, know, you can really deep dive it. And I have some past episodes about that as well. Um, but this idea that we know what we want, but we aren't like doing it. 
And so this year, I really want to lean into, you know, these things and, you know, see where that takes me. Because, like, for me, as I said, I have a passion for teaching, but also the videos themselves, like, by, by doing this has led me to be able to have the side jobs that I do have because people saw, like, oh, wow, he's doing X, Y, and Z. And then, you know, the third was obviously, like, you know, that it grew my following, if you were, but that was never the goal, like, um, not in that way, not outright. And, I don't know, maybe I'm losing the thread a little bit, but it, something that just popped into my mind is this notion where, you know, I've been at it for seven years, and it's, it's you know, so many people, but, it, and, but it's the culmination of all of this, right? And, and I'm able to make this determination for myself at this particular moment to prioritize my art because, because of that culmination of the, the, the seven years of, of, of building this foundation on top, you know, tied in with the 20 years that I've been in this business. I, and the reason I say that is because very recently, like, you know, I have friends who are looking to start things for the very first time, you know, in something that they've not been doing, but they want the success right away. And it's like, you know what? When I look at back it's just the past seven years, I've essentially been writing hardcore for seven years, you know, whether it's nonfiction, fiction, uh, you know, novels, scripts, like one way or the other. I've been doing that. And so now, now I can make that shift because of all of that, right? Um, and I'm learning as I as I reflect on that, I have that sort of patience, you know. And so, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be intentional on those longer term projects, while at the same time doing this just at a lesser frequency, you know. So I'm gonna put out about one or two episodes a week. Um, you know, for free. And then I'm going to share more stuff on my Patreon page, like the behind the scenes aspects and the lessons there for uh, the paid members. And likewise, you know, one of the things that I started in 2023 was, was my Substack, which is basically each month I, I put out these um, mini articles, like, it's basically a magazine and, you know, these mini articles are like creative insights, um, reflecting upon the industry, creative challenges and artist profile, some recommendations of resources and books to read, um, things of that nature. Um, so I think it's, it's very valuable and I, I enjoy it. You know, um, the written word for me has been fun to sort of dive deeper on. And so Substack allows me to do that. And so, yeah, you know, that's kind of, as far as lessons, what I'm going to be doing. So that's that's kind of the mini state of the union as far as, you know, the YouTube channel, the podcast is overall concerned. Now, let me, you know, let me highlight um, just other goals in general to help kind of inspire you or just, if nothing else, give you a, a, a peek behind the curtain. So as I said, this all stems from the practice that Yoga Girl, um, aka Rachel Brathen does. As I said, I've linked to those episodes down in the description. And so you can make your own version of this. I've already talked about my, my, my word as well as my intention. But there's four categories that she overall has goals for. And she says to have three goals within each of those um, because we don't want to create too many. And so there is the mind, which is, okay, what are you going to create? Well, I've talked a lot about that, but kind of more specifically honed in, I, the three goals that I have for mind, meaning to create, is I want to earn over $100,000 this year without burning out uh, by stepping into roles that truly reflect my value. So big goal, but I think uh, I'm capable of it. You know, I've Thanks to the Financially Fit Foundation, I, I can look at I, I, each year I've gotten better 
at examining my finances and um, each year I also see the money I make from my side jobs and things like that and you know part of when I look at last year I made a good amount in my side jobs but um, you know it was like anything okay like hey will this earn me more money great let's just take it you know it became about that versus now my value right so it's about setting that intention uh, number two in the mind category, generate income from my art and ensure its financial stability, whether funded by companies or fans. You know, um, obviously that's the goal of any artist, but as you know, in particular with the arbiters, this is a project that needs funding um, outside of myself, and it's a viable project. You know, it's not just like, hey, you know, please give me some money. It's like, no, this. This is a worthwhile investment for anybody. Um, so, and then uh, number number three, which I talked about um, overall, but I summarize it as complete the next phases of my ongoing projects, including the drafting of uh, In Search of Sunrise, the novel, finishing the how-to film book, developing the Arbiter's package material, editing Digital Film School, and creating a retrospective video of my 20-year journey in the industry. So that's all encompassed in the mind. Then we get to body, right? This is literally the body. And my goals for that is to prioritize my health by paying attention to my body, utilizing insurance for accurate health assessments and action steps. Number two, to nourish my body with healthier food choices. And number three, engage in enjoyable exercises like biking, soccer, and hiking to alleviate fatigue. Then we get to the soul. And soul can, you know, be all kinds of things really that just make you feel good. So therapy, travel, um, but in my case, it's this. Uh, number one, to build a collaborative and close-knit group for both work and friendship. Number two, find peace through therapy. Uh, number three, foster well-behaved and adoptable an adaptable relationship with my, my foster diamond, allowing me the freedom to take her anywhere without worry. And then I added a fourth one, um, organize a group trip to Solvang or another destination, which felt like, okay, yes, it's a fourth one, but it felt very doable. Uh-uh. Sorry. That's my, that's my uh, pet diamond doing something she's not supposed to be doing. Uh-uh. Uh, and then we get into the realm of home. So home is literally, you know, re related to where you live, but also, you know, just, um, you know, things in it, right? Like, uh, so again, Rachel has a far more eloquent way of summarizing it, but here's what I put in my home category. Number one, discover a place to call home with a life partner. And we'll see, you know, if that ends up being, um, you know, happening, but it's, it's a noble intention and one that, you know, we'll see. I'm putting it out there. Uh, number two and three are more attainable. Uh, but it's not about if it's attainable. It's about like, why, you know, like what, what is your intention of putting it out there, right? Number two, maintain a clean living space and incorporate more plants, Number three, host more gatherings for friends to hang out with and for everyone to connect. So that's number three in the home category. So yeah, that's kind of looking ahead at my year and also, you know, interwoven with, with how I processed this past year of 2023. My longest episode to date in this, um, in the vlog category at least. But um, thank you for having gone on this journey with me. I look forward to 2024 and everything it brings collectively, individually, um, you know, and even though the frequency of which I'll be putting out episodes out there um, is gonna be lessened, you know, keep commenting, let me know what you are interested in if I can hyper-focus the, the episodes that I do put out there, uh, that, that I think will be meaningful. And as I said, at this point, part of why I feel okay taking that step is because I have over, you know, 
1,500 episodes already that both chronicle my journey, but also have a very specific takeaway for how-tos as well as in the uh, the element of mastering mental fortitude. And so those are all there and they're worth checking out and discovering um, because they can help you because they've helped me to get to this point. So um, I'm excited for what is to come for all of us. Um, thank you so much. I truly, truly, from the bottom of my heart, appreciate you, you know, continuing this journey with me, regardless of, you know, if you've been on it with me from the beginning or have more recently joined. It's all one and the same for me. So thank you. Appreciate you. See you next time.